Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Yes, and welcome back to the show. Like the intro said, I am the aforementioned Gabe Russo, lifelong Stooge fan, and this show is Three Stooges Throwback. This episode is the 17th, titled False Alarms. It was filmed May 19th to the 22nd, 1936, and it was released August the 16th, 1936. So I've been looking at the last three. They were released May 30th, June 27th, and this one August 16th. So it's roughly a month, month and a half, anywhere from like three weeks to a month and a half in between releases. I'm just trying to get a handle on how often people were seeing the Stooges in the theaters and how often they were working. It seemed like they had a couple of weeks off every time, you know, in between. So the runtime on this one is 16 minutes and 48 seconds. It stars Curly, Larry, and Moe. Evidently, supporting actors are no longer getting credit because the last several haven't had any at all. It just goes from Curly, Larry, and Moe to producer Jules White. This one is directed by Del Lord. He got his start with Mac Sennett. I think we've talked about him a little bit previously. He was a driver in the Keystone Cops shorts and comedies. He did about three dozen Stooge pictures directed through about three dozen Stooge shorts, 200 pictures overall. Story and screenplay by John Gray. Uh, this is his first appearance. Not much on Mr. Gray online. Looks like his first gig was in 1917. He had 111 credits to his name, and he died in 1964. The uh, photography and film editor always goes unheralded. I never have talked about them. So here goes uh, Benjamin Klein and Charles Hochberg, respectively. Benjamin Klein, the photography, and Hochberg, the film editor. Klein did about 350 pictures. He shot them, cinematographer. His son, Richard, was also a cinematographer. And Mr. Hochberg had 62 credits to his name for film editing. Couldn't do the whole series and not mention them. They're in every title card, so at least we mention them. He died in 1953, and now on with the show. We open on Fire Engine Company number 61, and a fire truck backing into the firehouse. It's a great old fire truck. Sarge from Half Shot Shooters, Stanley Blystone, he's in this one as the fire captain, and he is looking for those three chuckleheads. The boys cut to upstairs at the firehouse. The boys are showering. And boy, are they showering. They are covered with as many as much suds as you can get. The captain rings the bell to, to get their attention. Mo says, I can't hear over that bell. <laughs> Curly's all soapy-faced. He says, I'm blind and I can't hear. And he walks over and he falls down the pole. Or he falls down, you know, he's at the fire pole that they slide down. He falls down the hole. Mo says, come on, we don't want to miss another one. <laughs> like they've missed so many fires. Like I said, Curly's got the... Uh, Sudsy face, all soapy. He says, I can't see, I can't see. Mo pokes him in the eyes. He says, oh, there you are. And Curly to the captain, he says, you know how it is, captain. We was out late shaking our tootsies with the girls. 
<laughs> Captain says, why'd you even join the fire department? Larry says, we joined so we wouldn't have to buy tickets to the ball. <laughs> or Curly says, rather. Uh, Captain fires him. He says, I'd have you shot if this was the army. I'd have you shot at sunrise if I could. And Curly says, but we don't get up that early. So they beg him for another chance. Please give us another chance. Curly says, it'd be cruelty to animals. If you turned us out into the street, it would be cruelty to animals. And Larry comes, follows that up with, yeah, our girls love us in these uniforms. Curly says, we'll, we'll even start a fire and help put it out. Captain says, all right, I'll give you one more chance, but you screw up one more time and you're out of here, you know. Meanwhile, the, the chief has a uh, new car delivered. Or the captain, rather, has his new has a new car delivered. And uh, showing it off, he's dressed in his finery. They ruin his suit. And he tells them, get to washing those hoses. What are you guys doing? So they take the rolled up hoses and uh, roll them out of the garage and into the street, where they're immediately cut in half by a streetcar. And they put the, uh, it's kind of ingenious, they put the hoses through, they get one of those old-time washing bins with the rollers that squeeze out the water and uh, they put the hoses in there so Curly's in the front washing them as they go. Mo and Larry are pushing the wheeled apparatus along while they're rolling you know drying the hoses out the other end out the back end. I thought it was great. Uh, and Mo says at one point hey you know maybe we should ask for the night off. Larry says yeah we're invited to a birthday to the girls birthday party. Curly mentioned how Mentions how, yeah, he wants to meet one of the girls there. He's got a blind date. She ain't blind. She's just a little hard of hearing. <laughs> so they're picking up, like I said, they're washing the hoses. Curly goes and picks up. He notices that they're cut. And he picks them up and he says, oh, baby hoses. And he starts naming them. He starts just, and I thought it was really reminiscent of like the Mickey Mouse Club. But the Mickey Mouse Club's not till the 50s. And so, so I didn't know, you know, what it was about. Turns out. It's after the Dion quintuplets. They were born in 1934, and they were the first set of quintuplets to survive into adulthood. Now, they weren't adults at this point, but they were two. They were the first. All five babies survived, and so that was from. they were in Canada, but it was big news at the time. And those are the names that Curly is using for the baby hoses. He's naming them and picking them up. So Mo notices they're they're all cut up, and he says, "You know, wind them up, and uh, we'll get them hid so nobody notices." So Curly drags the hose inside, and it roll it unrolls, and gets chopped up even more, which is just you know par for the course. So we cut to the birthday party. We got three girls at a table with a cake that says "Happy Birthday." Very beautiful cake. Maisie is played by Beatrice Curtis. She was in sixty-three films. Um, not a whole lot on any of these three ladies. Uh, Beatrice Blinn plays Mimi. She'll show up again. Uh, she was in 56 films. And then June Gittleson, she was in 70 films. And this is by far her most famous, they said. She plays Minnie. She's a, a heavy set sort of imbecilic type. <laughs> um, so Curly comes in and says, uh, introductions are made. Hi, I'm I'm Mimi. I'm Minnie. And Curly says, I'm hungry, and sits down to start eating. Uh, Minnie asks Curly, will you be my boyfriend? And Curly's like, oh my gosh. And turns out he has snuck out and come to the birthday party while Mo and Larry have to work. So he's left Mo and Larry at the fire. 
She pushes Curly down. She's being real physical. She has, she says, see how hard I play? We could have fun. Why don't you call your pals? And uh, so Curly says, yeah. I'll, he gets, he picks up the phone. He says, yoga, okay, Hercules. <laughs> that was good. Just a little aside. So again, we see the Curly's on the phone. Yes, 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 yes. The line's busy. It is? Yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> so Mo and Larry are uh, laying in bed. Larry's sleeping. Moe's thumbing through a magazine. He thinks the phone is a bell. Larry does. The fire bell. Uh, but any, eventually they answer the phone. Curly says, you better get over here. You're missing one of the biggest things ever. And looks gives Mimi uh, or Minnie a sidelong look. <laughs> one of the biggest things ever. Uh, the captain walks in and uh, they say, oh no, we can't come. We're working, you know. Oh my gosh. So Curly says, ah, coward. And Mo pokes the phone. Curly gets poked on the other side of the phone. You know, that's, I think that's the first instance of that bit as well, which we'll see again. Minnie is constantly begging Curly to get, find me a man, you know. She says, I grow on people. He says, yeah, so do warts. <laughs> so her only, uh, her reason for living in this, in this short is to get a man. And uh, Curly is not having it. Larry says, well, I'm leaving. I'm going. So he tries to slide down the pole. Mo grabs him by the hair and pulls him back up the, up the pole. It was a great visual gag. Um, I'm still not sure how they did it, to be honest with you. Mo says, I'll lock us both in here. He locks them, in the, locks them both in the storeroom. Larry says, give me that key. And Mo pokes him in the eye with the key. I thought Larry looked super young in this scene for... I don't know why it just struck me like, wow, look how he's like young and skinny dude. They're all very young, obviously. They're still in the prime of their career. So Mo and Larry start fighting, and the key goes down the drain. We cut back to the party. Minnie is still at Curly, trying to get him to, uh, you know, get a man, or get be her man, rather. And they, they knock the cake out the window by mistake. They bump the cake, and it falls out the window. Curly goes, woo, 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 and runs super fast down two or three flights of stairs and outside, and he catches the cake as it's still falling. <laughs> so Curly's the hero. So the girls come down, and they see him. Meanwhile, his belt gets snagged on a truck that then pulls away. Minnie says, do it again. Like, catch the cake again, you know. But his belt is being pulled, and she grabs him. The belt snaps, and Curly falls face first into the cake. She's still demanding a boyfriend. Curly says, I got an idea, and he, there's the fire alarm right there on the street, and uh, he calls in a false alarm. She says, good, I'm going to get a fella. She's pretty irritating, actually. And <laughs> Meanwhile, now they've called in a, fire, a false alarm, hence the name. The bell is ringing. Mo and Larry are still locked in the storeroom. The captain is mad, like, where are these two idiots? <laughs> Larry decides he's going to break the door down, so he runs at the door, kind of Heisman Trophy style, with one arm out, and just mashes Mo's head straight into the door. <laughs> it's a funny little bit. Uh, the firemen say, we can't wait anymore for these chuckleheads. Let's get out of here. So they leave, and uh, Mo and Larry then... Both run at the door. They break it down and they slide on the thing on the door across the floor and head first down the hole. They they dump or they drop two dummies, which land straight on their heads. It looks, obviously it's dummies, but it looks really painful and bad. But, uh, you know, pretty good little bit. 
So they, they shake it off and the, or Mo shakes it off and he looks over at Larry and all you see, you don't see, you just see Larry's coat. You don't see his head. Mo reaches down into the coat and pulls him by the hair, pulls his head back up out of the coat, Looney Tunes style. They said, oh man, they left without us again. Then we're going to get in trouble. We'll take the captain's car and beat them to the fire. So they get in the car. It's a fancy car for the day. Mo says, is there gas? Larry says, well, it's halfway. The, the dial says halfway. I don't know if it's half empty or half full. <laughs> Even Mo looks at him like, what an idiot. So they drive like crazy across town and they beat the fire truck. And they pull up on the street. Mo says, where's the fire? And Curly says, right here to Minnie. <laughs> uh, Minnie grabs Mo and says, is this my boyfriend? And throws him in the car. And then she says to the girls, come on, girls, let's go places and eat things. What? <laughs> uh, Mo says, turn me loose, turn me loose. <laughs> so the fire truck is pulling up now. They can hear it. And they say, come on, we got to get it. We got to beat them back to the firehouse. Now they're all in the car, all six of them, all the girls and all three stooges. Curly drops his cigar, and the, like I said, the car is packed. Mimi covers Curly's eyes, and the car's going all over the place. You know, it's in fast motion, and their near misses just left and right. Mo and Curly are fighting over the steering wheel. Finally, Curly says, let me drive. Curly wins the fight and gets the steering wheel. And then the next thing you see is Curly just looking in the back, flirting with uh, one of the girls not paying attention at all. And so, like I said, so many near misses. And then crash, they crash the car, brand new car, into a telephone pole or what have you on the street. Mo gets out, and there's people, you know, standing there like trying to help. Where? Oh my gosh, oh, uh, you know. And uh, he can't. he says he can't find anybody. Nobody else is in the car. And they walk around to the trunk, and everybody's been crammed into the trunk. Curly gets out, I mean, Minnie, gets out and she says, come on, girls, I don't like firemen, Curly says, kind of, me neither, under his breath, or real quick aside. So Minnie looks at him and slaps him. Yeah, Minnie and Curly go back and forth slapping each other. Mo says, we got to get that car straightened out. And they start pushing it off the curb. It drives off. It takes a, it, you know, they start chasing it. The firemen, it, it drives into the firehouse and all the firemen run out. And then the car drives out of the firehouse and down the road. So now the firemen are chasing them too. The car goes up a ramp into the back of a big truck, a moving truck, and then it blows up. The Stooges jump in the big truck and they drive away, chased down the street by the firemen. The end. <laughs> this short was filmed all over Los Angeles with various landmarks in different shots. Uh, you can see the Max Factor makeup studio. Um, you can see Ozark's drugstore, there's a Safeway store, there's numerous other listed Los Angeles landmarks, like I said. The new car, Captain's new car, is a 1936 Ford five-window coupe. It's a cool old car. I like those 30s vehicles. When, uh, when Mo and Larry show up for the false alarm that Curly has rung, you can see a guy in the background uh, walking by in a hat. And that is Solomon Horowitz, their father, the, the, uh, the Howard's father. This is his second appearance in a row in one of the shorts. This one got 8.9 on threestooges.net. I thought it was a solid 8, 8, 
maybe a little a little higher you know um the reviews were all over for it some of the reviews liked it some of them gave it 10 stars 10 pokes whatever you want to say i quite enjoyed this one and uh yeah worth i quite enjoyed this one like i said so that's gonna do it i think i hadn't seen this one before i've read all the books and uh or all the books that i'm aware of anyway but I'm curious how many shorts it's going to turn out that I've not seen. You know, I used to watch them all the time, Saturday mornings or whatever, Sunday, whenever the Stooges would be on TV as a kid. And I own several DVD collections, but by no means have I seen all of them. Whereas I would have thought I'd seen most of them, if not all. But I don't, I had never seen this one. So I'm curious to see how many. Uh, but this one was great fun, I thought. Please rate and review the show if you like it, if you enjoy what I'm doing here. Remember, you can go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, and check out podomatic.com for a couple of great podcasting sites. But there's literally a million podcasting sites, and it's super easy to record a podcast on something that you're interested in. And Put it out there. Send me a link. I'll listen to it. What the heck. Uh, be sure to come back next time for number 18. Whoops, I'm an Indian. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Gabriel Russo. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>